Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1838. Today, for the next few days while we're waiting for the news to develop out of San Diego Comic-Con, I'm rolling back to... A couple of sources of information that we haven't talked about that can tell us more about the four Star Wars movies that have come out so far. And today, we're going to focus on, <laughs> focus on, ha, <laughs> The Force Awakens. Let's go. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode where apparently I'm going to leave Forkus in. <laughs> I'm just going to roll with it. I'm going to let that stay in the episode. Where we're going to focus on The Force Awakens today. And, you know, this is something that I haven't looked at for, gosh, I guess it's three years that this sucker has been out. And... We haven't talked about it on the show, I can't believe it, but we have not talked about the comic book adaptation of The Force Awakens. And, you know, it's really interesting to look at this one and compare it to the adaptation for The Last Jedi, which we'll talk about tomorrow, and to see the difference between how faithful one is to the movie versus the other. And by faithful, I don't mean to say that it does something different or contradicts it or anything like that. What I mean to say is that one of them, The Force Awakens one in specific, is actually much more in line with the movie itself, whereas The Last Jedi adaptation actually fills in additional information much more so than The Force Awakens adaptation does. Now, probably the thing that surprised me most, you know, again, with the whole Faithful thing, is that it's written by Chuck Wendig, The Force Awakens adaptation is, and so I would have expected some license to be taken, and there wasn't really very much at all, so that was shocking too. In fact, I think my overarching reaction, and, you know, generally speaking, great job, you know, no complaints, but... I just have questions. I still have questions. We all have these questions, and they were just brought to the surface again. Like, for example, the scene where Ray is making a little scratch mark on a wall, and there's hundreds, if not thousands, of scratch marks. And how many days has she been on Jakku? I mean, we know that she was five years old when we see that force-back vision where the ship is taking off, and Ankar Plett is telling her, Quiet, girl! And, you know, she's been alone for a long time. There's a thing in the survival guidebook where she says that it's a mark for every single day that she's been on Jakku. But still, like, yeah, we're doing the math. It's been 14 years, but still, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around. Like, what actually happened? And was she marking these things at five years old from the first day that we saw in that vision? Or has something else happened? We don't necessarily know. Obviously, Kylo Ren told Rey that her parents are dead and in a pauper's grave, so is she marking the days that she's been alive on Jakku and survived since her parents died? Or, you know, don't know. She doesn't even necessarily know she's blocked it out somehow. She's had it mind-wiped, you know, speculation 
All of it. Additionally, the little doll that she has that looks like a starfighter pilot, like an X-Wing or Y-Wing pilot. How does she know what they look like? I mean, I guess, you know, you know, to get a little gruesome about it, the bodies would have disintegrated by now, but the uniforms, would they have still remained or would those have been scavenged for clothing as well? That is kind of interesting to me too. And then there's the fact that Poe and Finn's TIE fighter goes down in the Goazon Badlands. And the comic adaptation says that's where Rey lives too in the Goazon Badlands. So just how big are these Badlands? And did she have any idea that a TIE fighter had crashed in the same you know, geographical region of the planet that she was in. It seems like not, like it was brand new to her. She had no idea. So that's kind of fascinating. And then of course, probably one of the biggest mysteries of all is how did Maz Kanata get Luke's lightsaber? In the comic adaptation does exactly what the movie says. You know, it's a good story for another time and that's it. Uh, or it's a good question and it's a story for another time. So yeah, there's no help there whatsoever. However, there is one significant difference, and I say it's significant because it involves one of the probably biggest and most talked about scenes in the movie, the one that has informed more speculation than anything else, and there is different information available in the comic adaptation than there is in the movie itself, and that is Ray's force back vision, particularly in the dialogue that is happening over the vision and I'm going to talk about what those differences are after the break. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Constant Contact, the premier email marketing solution for small businesses and organizations. I've used their service since 2003 and over the past decade and a half, I've watched them evolve, make the product simpler, more powerful, easy to use and do everything that they can to help train people to use the product more effectively and for it to work with other forms of marketing like social media, for example. So. Check out sw7x7.com slash email to learn more about Constant Contact and start a free trial. Once again, that is sw7x7.com slash email for a free trial. Welcome back. So, as far as the voices that we hear in Ray's force back vision, first of all, there's one difference in the comics versus what's in the movie, and that's there's no reference to Palpatine saying any Jedi in the force back vision that actually happens in the movie. Like that happens in the movie, but it doesn't happen in the comic. Yoda's lines are pretty much the same in the movie and in the comic adaptation about the force you know, surrounds us and binds us. Obi-Wan's lines, however, are where the major differences happen. So at first he talks about, he will, about Rey will be tempted by the dark side of the force and then in the movie, there's a line where he says, you cannot control it. And this is a, a line taken from when Luke is about to leave and try to go rescue his friends. And Obi-Wan tells him that he cannot control the Force, right? You cannot control it. Well, that's not the line that appears in the comic book adaptation. It's not the, you cannot control it. Instead, it's, you will be tempted, but you can learn and then the force will be with you. So it's not you cannot control it, it's you can learn. So there's a difference there, which I think is a little bit fascinating. And then there's an additional part that isn't in the movie at all, where Obi-Wan says, the dark side, the Jedi, you will do it alone. And 
that's right before he says, Ray, these are your first steps. So the dark side, the Jedi, you will do it alone. It seems really interesting to me that we're now talking about the rise of Skywalker and that line in the opening voiceover from Luke about, you know, a thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight. That echoes this sentiment that's expressed in the comic adaptation of The Force Awakens. But there's no way that... <laughs> I mean, I guess it's possible that J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio actually read the comic book adaptation and said, hmm, this is an interesting idea. Or maybe this is information that was taken based on material that Chuck Wendig was reviewing when he was developing the comic adaptation. And it came from perhaps earlier drafts of The Force Awakens, and this is what J.J. Abrams is coming back to. Yeah, I think that is pretty cool in and of itself. And I would say that is the major difference in The Force Awakens adaptation, which is, as I said, you know, worlds different from the Last Jedi adaptation, which definitely expands on stuff that we saw in the movie. And we will talk about that on tomorrow's episode of Star Wars 7x7. But for to now, for to now, <laughs> for now, that's going to do it for today's episode. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one in there too. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode, as always. And may the Force be with you, wherever in the world you may be. Podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademarks and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.